Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody, we're back for another edition of the podcast. I'm David Allen. Happy New Year. And our first guest of the new year is somebody very interesting. He's in a niche I know literally nothing about. He's uh, been very successful. He's sort of risen up through the the ranks, so to speak. And I've been seeing his uh, fabulous uh, posts on Facebook. I've been hearing about some of his results. We have uh, lots of friends in common. We're sort of in the same circles. So I would love to welcome Nick Carpenter to the show. Hello, Nick. How's it going? Yeah, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is really great. Here we are, brand new year. Uh, you know, wipe the slate clean or however you want to uh, say that. People tend to make new goals and put new uh, motions into action to try to get everything rolling. Maybe take us back to start like we usually do. We like to go back and see sort of where you came from and how you sort of ended up where you're at now. So take us through that superhero origin story. We want to know what got Nick into treating and, and serving loan officers. Yeah, that's a, such a great question. Yeah, it, it is definitely an interesting, an interesting path, you know, of, uh, of how I got here. But basically, um, so uh, coming out of high school, you know, um, I came up in, in a military family. My dad was in the Navy. And so, you know, we always had the stuff that we needed, but it's not like we had a bunch of money or anything like that. I mean, we were living off military salaries. And so when I was getting out of high school, you know, basically my dad told me, well, you either got to figure out how to pay for your college yourself or uh, go in the in the military, and so I went in the Air Force. Um, you know, uh, I just at college was really unappealing to me, and so that's what I did. It wasn't necessarily because I was like super patriotic or something, and I felt like it was my duty. Although it was awesome coming up in a military family, but um, so yeah, I went in the Air Force, served in the Air Force for six and a half years, and really I got out in 2005 because I just didn't want to go back to Iraq again. Um, I went to, you know, I'd been to Saudi Arabia twice already. I went to Iraq in 2004, and I just had no desire to go again. Um, we were getting bombed every single day there. And it was it was a pretty intense place. Thank you for the, serving, by the way. I didn't realize you were served. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, the funny thing about Iraq is, like, if we weren't getting attacked every day, it would have been a lot of fun, you know, but. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting thing to say, though. Like, I've never heard that from somebody. I've had. Yeah, I mean, we had fun, you know, but it was just, yeah. like, I was on a great base, and. I was, um, at first I was down in the South, it was called Talil Air Base, and, and then I moved up North to Balad Air Base where they really didn't like us. And that's where we were getting, you know, literally getting attacked every single day. And so anyways, I got on 2005, you know, I just pretty much had my fill of that. And I got my real estate license. I, I uh, we had bought a house in, in North Carolina when I was stationed there. And I just loved the process of that. So much so that I ended up getting my real estate license in Texas. And so I already had my license whenever I got out of the Air Force. And I went to work for a big company in Dallas-Fort Worth called Eddie Halliday Realtors. And so, you know, just like any other realtor, I was just helping people buy and sell houses until 2008. So it was about three years that I was just an unrealtor. And really, it was just through like a bad breakup that my business suffered. And it just, I had to make it some changes, you know. So I left the industry for a short time. And then I ended up getting hired by Keller Williams. 
um, in South Lake, Texas, which at the time it was the, the number four office in the country. And I took on an agent services role there. So I was helping to onboard new agents and I was training agents in their 443 classes that Keller Williams teaches and some of these different things. And I ended up getting um, recruited to go help some agents open a new company. And so I went with them and we opened a company and we, ended, we had about 40 realtors there. And, you know, I was the only person on staff. So I was literally doing all the marketing, all the training, all the paperwork stuff. It was, it was crazy, man. It was really crazy. And like I was getting paid $2,500 a month back then. And I would have to chase the guy down for my checks. You know, I was getting a check every two weeks for 1250 and <laughs> right. he, would be at the, he would be at the golf course or something, you know, and I'd have to like take a blank check to him and go meet him out there in order to get my pay, my paycheck. And it was just, it was just crazy. And so in 2011, uh, we had our second son, Maxwell. So I was just looking for something different, you know, more stability, more money, all that kind of stuff, you know, more happiness. And I ended up, um, somebody told me, well, Benchmark Mortgage is looking to create a marketing team at their corporate office. And their office was in Dallas, Texas. So I went and talked to them and I ended up getting hired by Benchmark. And it was awesome. I, I got to help them create the whole corporate marketing team at their office, you know, at the corporate office. And, you know, Benchmark was doing about, when I was there, they were doing around $2 billion a year in home loans. Uh, they had 50 wow. something branches around the country. It's a big business and they just didn't have an in-house marketing team at the corporate office. And so I helped to build that. That was in 2011. And, you know, we hired graphics designers, video editors, um, web developers, right? Just all those stuff that you would normally think of in terms of creating a marketing team. And so from 2011, you know, through now, I've only worked with, with loan officers and that's sort of how I got my stronghold really in the mortgage niche. So Around 2014, you know, I love Benchmark as a company, but I just was feeling sort of restricted. And so I just decided to leave, you know. Um, so I left in 2014. It was an awesome three-year run. Left with only great feelings. But, you know, so that's when I opened my agency and started just trying to figure it out on my own, you know. And, and really just like everybody else probably that goes on their own, it was like so much trial and error, you know, and like just failing forward and trying to figure out who I am and what's my offer and what's my value to people, you know? Um, must be, uh, yeah, that's a big decision to, to take that step. Yeah. Especially it's weird, like being from the military. I think a lot of veterans go through this over and over of like trying to figure out what's my value now to the world, you know? And, right. you know, you're, you're used to just being told what to do every day and, and, you know, and, you know, getting a paycheck every two weeks and having that consistency. And it was weird, like, you know, going through this evolution of being an entrepreneur, then going back and being an employee and then coming back to entrepreneurship and, you know, trying to figure it out. And, you know, and I was just committed. And so, yeah, I mean, so basically opened my agency and like in 2014, 2015, we were doing everything, right? We were doing Facebook ads, graphics, website, building websites for people. I was partnering with other people to create offers and, you know, just trying to figure out what I was doing. And I always knew I wanted to have this mastermind program for loan officers. That's really where I felt like was my strongest thing was to help loan officers be able to get more real estate partners. Because having been a realtor and then having worked with loan officers for so long, it just, I was really good at that. And so. Yeah, you knew what they wanted and what, what the stumbling points were and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, even though I had never been a loan officer, I've never had my license for that, you know, but I just been around it and, and just immersed into it so much that I just get both sides and I was able to kind of combine them together. And so, you know, in, I think it was maybe 2016, I tried to create this mastermind the first time and I called it mortgage, um, mortgage masterclass. 
and and I sold two people into it, and basically that was it. And and it was like nobody wanted to buy it. It was the weirdest thing, and it was this big like bloated program, you know. And right. people just couldn't get their head around it. And, and like I was trying to do everything right, like Facebook ads, YouTube, this thing, that thing. It was like, and people would hear it, and it would overwhelm them, and they would just never buy it. And so I ended up changing the name. I changed it to Mortgage Marketing Mastery. That was around the beginning. This was like the end of 2016. Okay, so I, I got okay. this new name. I'm trying this thing still. It's still all the same training, but I'm just like, maybe it's the name, right? I just right. you know how you're constantly right. trying to figure out like, why is nobody buying this? It just is, I know the value is here. I just wasn't able to translate that over. So, you know, through some iterations, it became the Legion of Loan Officers. And so yeah. that's great, basically great what we have. Thank you. Yeah, it's, I love the, the name. It's, it feels like something people want to be a part of, which I think is like, the other names that I was using before didn't have that mortgage masterclass doesn't sound like something people are proud to be a part of or <laughs> you know, mortgage marketing mastery, right? It just sounds like another course. And yeah. the Legion sounds like a, like a, everyone's raising their hand. We're part of a movement. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like everybody's locked in step with their shields and you know, and it's like, you feel like you're part of something bigger than you Absolutely. and everybody wants to be a part of something bigger than them. Right. It's like, it's like why I was, in the Boy Scouts growing up or why people join car clubs or anything they do, right? Everybody likes to be a part of something. And so it's just been awesome. Like through, um, you know, the end of 2017 and then really through 2018 is where we just really had our huge growth. So that's sort of been my path, you know, is like just being a realtor, then moving into marketing and then just wanting to help loan officers understand the mentality of realtors and like what it really takes to get their business besides just paying them for it. You know, right, um, right. we're having a cold call. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I got here. So when you were building up this agency and you were figuring all this stuff out about what it should be called and, you know, de-bloating perhaps the uh, course materials uh, and yeah. so forth, what were, what ways were you trying to find people? Like, were you using Facebook, you know, doing what you were teaching or, or were there, you know, more uh, offline in-person ways were you reaching out to your network or, or meeting people face-to-face -face? or how, how did you start that path? A lot of people are interested in like, okay, I, I understand where you go from like, you have a, some customers to a lot of customers, but how do I get those first customers? Yeah. So for me, initially when I was um, trying to grow, I was, I'll, I'll say I was trying to do everything, right? So, um, my main three focuses have always been the same in terms of how to get clients. So the first is using paid Facebook ads, right? Um, right. I've been, I've been using Facebook ads myself since 2012. Um, I started teaching Facebook ads in 2013 to loan officers. And so right. I just have a really good grasp on what, what works and what doesn't work. And so I'm, I'm always using that, right? Uh, I, sure. I always want to be a living example of anything that I'm teaching and yep. so if I'm telling a loan officer, Hey, you should be running Facebook ads every day. Well, I always want to be doing the same thing I'm telling them to do, you know? So, so Facebook ads has always been a piece of it. We'll get right back to the interview in exactly 44 seconds, but first something very exciting. If you've been sharpening your copywriting skills, but your freelance career just isn't where you want it to be. 2019 is going to be your year. Good friend of mine, Carlos Redlick, former guest on this show has an entire system the same system he used to go from flat, dead, broke, sleeping on his friend's floors, stealing water from his neighbors while they were at work, all the way up to multiple six figures as a freelance copywriter. He has it over at copypastetemplates.com. That's copypastetemplates.com. I'm using some of Carlos's ideas. I'm in there too. Tell him David Allen sent you. Now, back to our interview. 
Um, then an, another piece has been um, more so more so early on, not as much nowadays, but was creating a ton of content on my website. You know, like in 2017, I was blogging every week and creating, you know, blog articles and using them for SEO pieces and using them for Facebook ads and, and all that. So just trying to create content to demonstrate my, you know, my knowledge and my value. And then the third piece, um, even still, I, I still do this today is to create YouTube videos, you know, so YouTube is a super underutilized resource for most people creating a business because they don't realize like, you know, the great thing about creating YouTube videos is, is most people on YouTube, they're looking to solve a problem right now. So they're typically searching for answers to a problem. And if you can help somebody solve that problem, well, you've instantly created value for that person. And, you know, if you have some giveaways or you have calls to action in your videos, you know, YouTube is a great resource and it's totally free. Like that's the, you know, yeah. people will be like, well, I don't have any money. What should I be doing? It's like, you should be making YouTube videos every day then, you know, and SEOing the shit out of them and, you know, and just taking advantage of that free traffic, right? Driving traffic there yeah. through whatever method you can do that. And, you know, so, so that's been basically the three ways that I've grown my business for the most part has been through, you know, a, a huge piece of it has been through paid Facebook ads and then some through creating content that just exists out there online. And then, and then also through YouTube videos. That's awesome. That's awesome. So anyone listening to this, there, there you go. It's very straightforward. He's focused on these three things. So what percentages would you say? You said most of it or a large percentage would I shouldn't say most large percentage came from Facebook ads. What would be the breakdown in your estimation? If you don't really know the, the actual numbers. Um, well nowadays, I mean, like in 2018, it, it probably at least is 80 or 85% of people are coming through Facebook ads, um, right. or, you know, or just like through referrals in our network or typically through Facebook ads. Right. I mean, right now I'm spending about 500 bucks a day on Facebook ads. Okay. And, um, and so, you know, but usually we're turning somewhere like we're averaging about, uh, anywhere from eight to $12 per dollar that we spend on Facebook ads. So, nice. Nice. you know, it's. I mean, and you know, sometimes people will say, well, like, oh, well, if that was, if that was true, how come you're not spending a million dollars a month? And it was like, man, get out of here with that dumb shit. You know? <laughs> I mean, we, we all have a niche and we all have a, an audience and like, I would completely blow my audience out if I try to do something dumb like that. You yeah. know, whereas, whereas right now, you know, we can spend $500 a day and, you know, consistently be turning a hundred thousand dollars a month, you know, basically through those, through those ads. Now, when you were, uh, you said you've been running Facebook ads since 2012. Is that just something you were like, hey, this is cool. This is the future. I'm going to jump in and you sort of uh, taught yourself or did you access other people to get your foot in the door sort of mentally into that game or how did that work? Um, so initially, you know, in 2012, you know, I was uh, just learning from different people, you know, sometimes like, like Carl White, for example, he's one of like these OGs sort of in the mortgage industry, you know, in terms of marketing right. and so I was, you know, I learned some stuff from him back in the day and just like being, I've always participated in masterminds and wanting to learn from other people that are smarter than me. Yeah. And so I've constantly, and what was cool is when I was at Benchmark, you know, I was able to like, you know, use the corporate money to test things and buy these different That's products. To learn. <laughs> buy things. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it kind of helped me like even speed my learning up um, because I didn't have to only rely on my meager income, you know, I was able to just leverage the corporate money also. And, and then what I did was I, um, I went to some loan officers and branch managers that, you know, were at benchmark mortgage. And I said, Hey, I've got this idea, you know, I think we can make these Facebook ad things work, but I just need some, you know, I need some money. Right. And so, 
I got them to give us like, some of them gave us only like 250 bucks. Some of them gave us 400 or 500 a month, you know? And so we ended up with like, I don't know, a thousand or 1500 bucks a month that we were able to use to test. And so it's just through that, right. Where we set a really, really low bar of what they should expect. And then, and then that way we just were able to base like test things, you know? So that's how we started figuring out even still today, the, some of the campaigns that exist today, both that I use that a lot of agency owners use um, that is being taught in a lot of masterminds right now for agency owners or for mortgage professionals and realtors. We created a lot of those campaigns, you know, back in the 2012, 2013, beginning of 2014, like these same templates and stuff that still perform today, you know? Um, Fascinating. So yeah, it's just, it's just really a lot through testing, man, uh, early on. And then, you know, just investing in masterminds, you know, um, today I, you know, today I'm a member of Bobby Stock's um, ad agency hustle mastermind, right, right. Um, which is an amazing group. There's like 200 something agency owners in there and definitely recommend that for anybody that's trying to build an agency. Bobby is a beast at that. And so, you know, definitely recommend his mastermind. And then I also participate in Mitch Miller. Um, he has a, a, yep. a little, a secret group that that's out there. And so, you know, I'm in his high level mastermind as well. And so, just the same thing, right? I'm just constantly trying to learn and, and level up and then just bring that to the people that I'm working with. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. It's clearly produced the results you're looking for too. And that is fascinating that it's uh, a lot of the templates are still the same. Uh, what do you make of like, because I get these questions quite a bit. I don't write a ton of Facebook ads myself, but you know, people are, Facebook is, and some of the other ad networks are getting trying to more vanilla eyes, I would say, maybe uh, what you can say, how you can phrase things, what offers you're even allowed to run, of course, and this has been going on for the last few mm-hmm. years. How has that affected your business, if at all? Yeah, so, um, you know, for me, being that most of my customers directly are loan officers, and then, but the, for, for most loan officers, you know, they all have real estate agents as partners. And so, right. in general, if you look at the mortgage and real estate industry, you know, mortgages are super unsexy. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants a mortgage. You know, at the end of the day, nobody, nobody wants that. Right. It's just a part of having a house. So in general, we, we haven't been affected too much because, you know, being that I created a lot of the ads and, and the concepts when I had a corporate compliance team that we had to deal with. So we were able to create the ads in a super compliant way where, nice. you know, like we've never had a compliance issue, knock on wood by Facebook or, by any mortgage companies, you know, that don't like our ads. Right. Um, but, but what I'll say is in general, mortgage ads are not nearly as effective or as sexy as, as real estate ads, right? right? So in general, right, we can get way cheaper leads if we run real estate ads versus running mortgage ads because mortgage is like the afterthought. It's like, oh, I really want that house. Oh man, I got to get a mortgage. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. And instead of trying to pitch the money up front where they're definitely feel like they're being sold something, you know, everybody wants to buy a house, but nobody wants to be sold a mortgage. And so that's sort of my approach to it is a lot of times we'll leverage the realtor's listings and, you know, different things that we can do with the realtor to get actual home buyer, you know, real estate leads. Right. And then, and then we're working them for the mortgage on the back end. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, if there's people out there now, obviously there, there might be, and, and probably are people out there who will listen to this, who are not 
uh, in business with you right now. They're loan officers, they're realtors. What are the, some of the mistakes people are making in your industry? You know, that leads to some of the biggest problems. Because if it's anything, I'm sure like, you know, copywriting, I get the same problems every day I'm dealing with basically people making the same type of mistakes. What are those similar mistakes that you're seeing in your industry? Yeah. So just, uh, you know, two that come to mind right off is, so number one is a lot of loan officers are trying to build their business by cold calling realtors. And typically, you know, there's some big mortgage coaching programs that have hundreds and thousands of students that teach them to um, basically create a list of realtors, cold call them on, on Monday, ask them to go out to a coffee with you and talk about doing some business together, right? And I personally think that's the worst way to grow a business. Um, right. Right. Not only because, you know, people hate making the cold calls, which is why some of these programs, they teach you, oh, just go hire a dialer or something. And it's like, (laughs) I mean, you're like your marketing plan sucks so bad that you have to hire somebody to do it for you. You know, and that's (laughs) just not a way that I want to be associated with, with, you know, growing and with people. So, so that's the first thing is I think that people should never cold call realtors. You know, we all have networks, we all have friends and people that know other people, we all have value we can bring to the table. So it's like figuring out other ways to bring value to those realtors. And then through that value, you know, they might want to work with you, right? Or you can figure out who you like and don't like, you know? So for example, I, I'm a big proponent of hosting events, you know, live events for real, for realtors and being able to get into a room. And I'm not talking about like a happy hour where you're just buying their drinks, but you know, somewhere where you can actually bring them value. So teaching them a class or you know, something like that. Right. And, and actually bring them value. And then at the end of that, you know, if you've got a room with 15 people inside the room, the law of averages would say that, you know, you're going to like five of them. You're going to be indifferent to five of them and you're going to not like five of them, you know? And so, but you've been able to figure that out in just one hour versus spending. If you do the old school cold calls for coffee, you would have to spend one hour probably with each one of those people. Right. To figure out who you like and don't like. So, you know, if you just stop doing cold calls, start doing more events and get belly to belly with these, with these realtors, you know, or if you're in some other industry, same thing, right. Is like get belly to belly with your referral partners or the people that can grow your business because that's, you know, that's what people aren't doing enough, right. They're like leaning on technology too much. Yeah. And at least in our industry with real, realtors and loan officers, it's still a very much face to face belly to belly type of business. And if you're, you know, if you have that business too, then you should be looking, looking for that is. So, so that'd be the first thing is like, at least for me, I see is the biggest issue is cold calls, man. That's the big challenge. Um, then the other, the other big challenge for loan officers is talking in a way that nobody, that regular people don't understand. So when you're immersed in, in, in an industry, right? Like we could sit on here and we could probably spit out some copywriting terms and yeah. talk about, you know, talk jargon, about jargon, yeah. you know, jargon, talk about Gary Halbert or different copywriters that people would be like, who in the world are they talking about? And so every industry has that. And sometimes you're like so immersed into it that you just can forget that, you know, more than 99% of people. And so a lot of loan officers, there'll be a mortgage update that comes out that says like, Oh, the fed is raising the interest rate a quarter percent and loan officers will just copy and paste that onto Facebook. Right. And when regular people will go read it, they'll have no idea what it says, you know? So (laughs) it's like, take that mortgage update, and create a little video or something like yeah, explain tell it. us in your own words. Yeah. Use plain English. Hey, this is going up a quarter percent. And like, if you own a home, here's why this matters to you. If you're thinking about buying a home in 2019, here's why this matters to you, you know, and just make it in plain English, right? It's like, that's the two biggest thing is cold calls is wrecking people's reputations and is a terrible way to grow their business. And then 
when, when mortgage updates or things are coming out, they speak in jargon that regular people can't understand. Yeah, that's a huge problem in every industry, I'd say, and, and something I encounter on a pretty much a daily basis with trying to correct people. It's like, that's why they teach you to talk in very simple terms or write in very simple terms when you're learning about copywriting is you want to be able to communicate what it is you're trying to talk about. And that sort of uh, curse of knowledge is, I think, what they call it. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, when you're just, just talking in jargon uh, speak. So that's uh, fascinating. What yeah, other? You know, one, you know, one place real quick, one, one place that that jargon too, it comes into effect or using like big words is on Facebook ads, right? Like sure. I think an example is the, the, the less syllable, at least in my experience with what I do, the less syllables you use on Facebook, the cheaper your leads are going to come. So like, if you say, if you say like, say for example, instead of the word beautiful, if you say nice right. or big or whatever, right? Like you right. use a one syllable word, let word instead of three syllable words or whatever beautiful is. I think that's three. Um, you know, <laughs> it's just, that is an example of like, you know, uh, sometimes you just got to figure out these little nuances. I mean, that's not necessary with the jargon, but it's like even using just a smaller it's just word, simple. Yeah. yeah, just simplifying things is going to give you better results at the end. That is awesome advice. And you really broke it down. Uh, man, this has been a great interview. You're just kicking ass. Uh, maybe if people want to get in touch with you, Nick, maybe they've liked what they've heard. They're getting some real value out of this. And they think, man, Nick is the guy I should contact because I got these problems he's laid out and uh, he's got the solutions. Where can they get a hold of you? How can they work with you? Yeah. So, um, I appreciate that. Um, my, uh, obviously they can connect to me on Facebook, um, Nick Carpenter, uh, or my Facebook is facebook.com slash Nilla Nick N I L L A N I C K. This is my old rap name back in the day. Um, <laughs> and, uh, or obviously the Le um, you can go to Legion of loan officers.com. Um, you know, has all the information there. If you click on the apply button, it'll take you to the page where it has our calendar to book a call with my team. And then also just has like a gazillion um, testimonials and videos and stuff from current members. So you can really see that what we're doing is super legit. I know that there's a lot of snake oil salesmen, you know, in the space particularly around the Facebook ads and stuff, because that's the easiest piece to learn. You know, um, there's a lot of training programs out there, but there's only one legion. Such a good tip. I want to really thank you for coming on the show, Nick. You've been uh, an extra good guest. I mean, you've really broke it down into easily actionable steps and sort of make it very simple so people can actually take real action on this. I just am overjoyed that you came on the show. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Thank you again for uh, inviting me. Not a problem, man. We'll do this again sometime, I'm sure. For everybody else, that's a wrap for another podcast. We'll be back again with another edition, hopefully with someone as insightful and funny and with a former rap name, just like Nick Carpenter. <laughs> awesome, man. Have a good one. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to become a well-paid freelance copywriter so you can live life on your terms, check out my webinar on how I get paid up to $10,000 to write simple, fun emails. And I'll even show you how I got started with no experience, no connections, and no formal writing training. To get the training, go to www.themcmethod.com slash webinar. That's www.themcmethod.com slash webinar.